garden, or of an age when I would always be running off out and about, because now the two ages have fused together. And this age is one and the same thing, as those places, which are no longer places, nor anything else, the harbor, I was saying, you couldn't see. It was hidden behind the rooftops of the tall houses in Piazza Sardi and Piazza Bresca. Only the strip of the wharf rising above them, and the tips of the boat's masts. And the streets were hidden, too, and I could never get their layout to match that of the roofs. So unrecognizable did proportions and perspective seem to me from up above. There the bell tower of San Siro, the pyramidal cupola of the Prince Amadeus Municipal Theatre. Here the iron tower of the old Gazzano elevator factory. Now that these things have gone forever, their names impose themselves on the page, irreplaceable and peremptory, demanding salvation. The mansards of the so-called Parisian building, a block of rented flats owned by cousins of ours, which at that time, I'm talking about the late twenties now, was an isolated outpost of distant metropolises stranded on the rocky San Francesco River Valley. Beyond all this, like a curtain, the Porta Candelieri side of the river, the water itself was hidden down at the bottom with its reeds, its washerwomen, its scum of refuse under the Rollo Bridge, rose in a steep hill where my family then owned a precipitously sloping allotment, and where the old Piña Caba clung on, gray and porous as a disinterred bone, with bits that were tarry black or yellow and tufts of grass, and above on the site of the old San Costanzo quarter, destroyed by the earthquake of 87, was a public garden, neatly kept and a little sad, whose hedges and espaliers climbed up the hill. As far as the dance floor of a working men's club mounted on scaffolding, the shabby building of the old hospital, the eighteenth-century sanctuary of the Madonna della Costa, with its imposing mass of blue, mother's shouts, the songs of girls or of drunkards, depending on the time of day, on the day of the week, would shear off from these super-urban slopes to tumble down onto our garden, clear through a sky of silence. While shut in amongst the red scales of its roofs, the city sounded its confused clatter of trams and hammers, and the lone trumpet in the courtyard of the Desonats barracks, and the hum of the Bistagno sawmill, and at Christmas time the music of merry-go-rounds along the seafront. Every sound, every shape, led one back to others, more sensed than heard or seen, and so on and on. My father's road likewise led far away. The only things he saw in the world were plants, and whatever had to do with plants, and he would say all their names out loud, in the absurd Latin botanists use, and where they came from. All his life he'd had a passion for studying and acclimatizing exotic plants, and their popular names, too, if they had them, in Spanish or in English or in our local dialect, and into this naming of plants he would put all his passion for exploring a universe without end, for venturing time and again to the furthest frontiers of a vegetable genealogy, opening up from every branch or leaf or nervation as if it were a waterway for himself, within the sap, within the network that covers the green earth. And in growing his plants, because that was another of his passions, or rather his main passion, in farming our San Giovanni estate, he would go there every morning, leaving by the Beudo door with his dog, 
half an hour's walk, even at his pace, almost all of it uphill. He would be forever anxious. But as though it wasn't so much his getting a good yield out of those few hectares that he really cared about, as his doing whatever he could to further a task of nature which required human assistance, to grow everything that could be grown, to offer oneself as a link in a story that goes on and on, from the seed and the cutting for planting out or for grafting, to the flower, to the fruit, to the plant, and then over and over again, without beginning or end, in the narrow confines of the earth, the plot or the planet. But just a rustle of grass from beyond the strips of land he worked, a flutter, a squeak, and he would jump up, eyes round, and staring small beard pointed to stand there, ears straining, he had a motionless face like an owl's, with sudden starts sometimes, like a bird of prey, eager.